0: Is the seventy-seven WABC minicast.
1: And uh, now uh, a friend of yours, uh, Craig. Eaton. Yes. We have uh, John, uh, John Samuelson, Samuelson coming on, and congestion pricing. They're they're putting co- nails in the coffin of Manhattan. I don't know what John's going to say. He is the union leader that uh, resigned from the uh, board of congestion pricing. He's
0: the you are right now. He's the international <clears throat> president of the TWU since two thousand seventeen. From 10 to 17, he was the president of the local TWU, and he's a 30-year track worker. And, I mean, uh, and he, he joins hard, us now. He, I, I
1: love New York, and I hope we don't lose New York.
0: Right. And John John speaks like us. He wants is common John sense. On yet? And, yeah, John on. And he tells on. the truth. John. Bring him in.
1: Yep. And, uh, John, you have just heard, obviously, the background, so we give everybody perspective. You just left sort of the congestion pricing, the committee that was looking into all this. Can you tell us why?
2: Yes. I didn't leave because I disagree with the concept of reducing congestion coming into the city. I fully agree with that concept. I left because the MTA absolutely refuses, and as I said, moronically refuses, to do what they need to do in order to fully make this plan a success, which is to put out a ton, a massive investment in new bus and subway service in order to give the folks that, that they're trying to convince to get off, get out of their cars and onto public transit, an option. So right now there's an expectation by the MTA that on day one, whenever it starts in 2024, that those who currently uh, commute via via cars are going to get, are going to have, they're going to either pay the toll or they're going to get onto the current transit system or commuter rail system and, and into the existing system with no new option. And, uh, and for me, that's a travesty.
1: John, are they going to keep the people safe? I mean, this is what a lot of people talk to me about. They are scared.
2: Yeah, so I mean that's that's the, the, it's kind of a it's a secondary issue in a way. I, I understand what you're getting at the, the policing of the system. The system, of course, has to be safe. That the in order to have a vibrant system, in order to make the system a, a viable alternative for those who currently drive, the system has to be perceived and has to in fact be safe and reliable. And I don't, I don't want
1: my kids. I don't want my kids in the subway. In the subway they're yeah, not going to be yeah. safe.
2: You know, yeah, I mean, I I, I, so a, so safety they to me to is
0: number one. Yeah. But you know what, John? I think you're right. I think you're right. But I also agree timing is off. I mean, how are they going to do congestion pricing and force people into the buses and the subways when the buses and the subways, there's not enough equipment to handle it? But I think, you know, we've been talking here for many, many months about the timing for congestion pricing is just off. A lot of the... the, the commercial buildings here are empty people are afraid of the subway there's a lot of crime I mean kick it down the road for two or three years until we can solve New York's other crises and then talk about congestion pricing
2: yeah I think I think we just have a different perspective on that okay. I, I have a persp- and, and the MTA is not fulfilling fulfilling anybody's perspective on it frankly but my perspective is that if they invested and they and created this massively robust subway and bus system with with doubling and tripling down on on the express bus service into the city that would create such a such a a looked upon favorably network that folks like me and my wife would want to jump on the express bus coming from southern brooklyn to get into the city in a jiffy and, and enjoy what manhattan has to offer but that that's not happening i understand the perspective that you're talking about how we have to kick it down the road but that that the perspective that I have is that if we had a vibrant transit system, an incredibly vibrant, robust system that it would attract new people to come into the city when they're not currently coming.
0: It's an interesting perspective. I mean, I think we're, we're both saying the same thing. I, I think that we're not ready right now for congestion pricing. You're saying it for one reason. I'm saying it for another reason, and, but and I think we need to kick it down. They're the going road.
1: to take in, they said they want to take in $600, $800 million from congestion pricing. Meanwhile, they're crapping away $800
0: million a year in fair beaters. It's just a money grab. This is nothing but a money grab, this That's congestion pricing. That's all it is, is money it's grab. taking money because, you know, I heard today there was a study out that most people that drive into the city are just going to come in and pay the extra $15. So it's going to be a money grab, but it's not going to mm-hmm. solve the problem of what congestion pricing Absolutely. is supposed to be doing. John Sanderson, well, that, that be, that was please one, keep was one us of my informed. major criticisms, actually. Yes.
2: My major criticism was that if they – if this was not about generating revenue, they would put new service out. The yep. fact that they're not putting new service out to attract riders means that it is all about generating revenue. Excellent point. I think that's a great point. John, John.
1: Samuelson, it's all about the money. That's that, That's what it is. It's a money grab. And please keep us informed. We'll have you on in the next couple of weeks again. Keep us informed what the heck is going on.
0: And, John, Merry Christmas. Merry Say Christmas. hello to your family, to Gladys and Don and, and everyone else, your wife and the kids. Um happy right, holidays, pal. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Thank Thank you so much you.